This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. This week, we're talking with Good Measure Pub and Brewery. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. Joining us today, we have Andrew Lighthammer, the owner and head brewer for Good Measure Pub and Brewery. We're going to talk about new beers, free mails, table beers, and maybe we'll touch on things like lemon pepper wings and tomato grisettes. Andrew, thanks for joining us. <laughs> I see you deep dive and found that I did a tomato beer. Well, I don't <laughs> know. If you've you done something getting into, Andrew. weird in brewing that you're embarrassed of or proud of, either way, I'm going to find it. Yeah, I, don't, just, I wouldn't consider anything. I'm not unproud of anything, but I have done a lot of weird beers. Um, our setting kind of allowed for us to do a lot of weird stuff in the past. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. Does it, not allow for, it, right? does it not allow for you to do weird stuff currently? I can do single kegs of some, some kind of out there stuff, but we're, we're just crushing beers with our new restaurant that we opened that we really, we're really focusing on the, the core beers and, you know, making solid drinking beer and not stuff that has Sour Patch Kids and, you know, <laughs> tomatoes in it. <laughs> Together, both of those sour no, patch kids no, and tomatoes. No, never. That's too much. Smoked. No. Smoked. Yeah. Smoked sour patch kids. Mm, delicious. <laughs> Do a beer called there probably has been a beer called the kitchen sink. I bet someone's done. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah probably. There's a bunch of them out there. I think Monday night, speaking of Monday night, one of our uh, beers, we're drinking cosmic cabbage right now, double IPA. Yes. Hazy double IPA from them. And they did a stout called Seven Deadly Stouts. Yes. Seven different barrels, Andrew, that they oh, blended this crazy. from. And yeah. when I heard it was coming out, I, when you hear seven different barrels, you're like, this has just got to be a train wreck. Yeah. You know, you, there's no way, but because I trust my fellas at Monday night, I'm like, if anybody can pull it off, it's these guys yep. and probably my beer of the year for, for last year. It's or was for, it the year before? Was that 21? It was it 21. I don't, I don't know. That's 22. 20. Not 2020. 2020, Nate? Yeah, it's, that sounds about right. That I, was, I've tried to forget 2020. That so was, the last two years have been a blur. Right. They all run together. But anyhow, that's it, the best beer they've ever phenomenal. made, honestly. Yeah, it was still. Yeah. And I have it. Uh, I have word from uh, Peter. It's coming back. So we're going get, to get another. It was crack. a hit. Uh, I, I was smart and got several of them. I think everybody who did not re- regretted it. it. It looked like a gimmick. I mean, seriously, seven barrels. It did. And sure. some of the barrels are like, is that even a real barrel? That just sounds like magic. Banana cone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're ever popular. I don't care what they, they did. It was awesome. Maybe they got a peanut butter or coffee barrel this time, Brian. Yeah, peanut butter coffee barrel. <laughs> That's Brian's favorite. Coffee. Andrew, you know a thing or two about coffee, right? Yeah, so we um we have a sister company called Carrier Roasting, um, small batch coffee roaster. Um, we actually started in the same building together share a wall. So um, if you actually go to our website, you can see the front of the building. We had a sign painter come up from Boston. So it literally says in huge letters, coffee on one side, beer on the other. And then we just opened the restaurant. And so that, that says food. Um, yeah, just we're, uh, we're big coffee nerds. I've done a ton of coffee beer. Um, it's, it's great having those guys right there next to us. I can tell you if I drove by 
and I saw coffee, beer, food. I'm like, I really don't need to go anywhere else. That's a, that yeah. covers all of the bases. This like, has got the, it covered. If does it say sleep in there anywhere? Because I might no, need that after no. the fact. But no. yeah, yeah. The coffee will be the next project. Keeps you from that. That's right. You know, the coffee you won't need it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Good I'm gonna point. ask a question. I assume I know the answer to, but I'm a, But has the coffee gone into your beers? Oh yeah, we've done we've done a lot of projects. The fact that they're there allows me to kind of experiment with even like different types of additions. We've played around with Cascara a lot, which is um, the coffee cherry. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We've done a lot of kind of crazy coffee stuff. Have so. you, have you drank, have you, have you had the, uh, the coffee cherry, like a tea? They, I've yeah. Had, yeah. It's not bad. So we were actually experimenting early on with that, with extractions on the coffee cherry, because it has some sugar to it. And thinking about making an actual like alcoholic beverage out of just Cascara. Um, Ooh, and there's right. no FDA or any regulations because nobody knows what it is. Um, How much sugar do you get? Can you mash it out something fermentable? If you did like an, it's like a six to one ratio of cascara to water, and you could extract something that would make like a four percent dry, okay, like little wine thing. Yeah, that may get us back to homebrewing, bro. Yeah, that's that sounds like a cool idea. <laughs> we'll talk to our buddy Adam at the nest and see if he can get us get us some get coffee, cherry, some, some cascara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, does it taste? Do they taste like coffee? No, they taste like uh, cherry tobacco almost. Yeah, like, kinda, okay. Kind of right. like woody and ve- very cherry forward. Now, see, that would be good, in my opinion, in a barley wine. Like, oh, yeah. I've had barley wines that you get, like, those ta- pipe tobacco notes. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is this is stellar. I'm all about this. The Cascara barley wine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds, there we that go. would be awesome. You can steal that, Andrew. No yeah, charge, yeah, man. You. It's there for you. It's there for <laughs> that you. That questionable idea is free of charge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you know what? I teased a little bit peanut butter. You got craft. There's craft peanut butter that you have dubbed pastry peanut butter. <laughs> yes, here, right? What it. in the world have you got here? I, so I, as a, as a big coffee nerd, I follow uh counterculture. I buy their coffee. There's a few that I really like. Bazurga Hindwood or whatever. Yep. However you say that it's a, it's a great coffee. Enjoy making it. And they partnered up with a New Zealand company called Fix and Fog on a peanut butter that's with coffee and maple and it's it's really good <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty crazy that have you done any peanut butter beers andrew yeah so we do a series um so it started kind of as a joke uh name wise and so the first beer we released we called business attire um and then of course you have to keep playing with that name so we did the session version which was um uh, business casual and then we did the imperial version which was believe it was business meeting or something like that um but yeah we use dehydrated peanut butter powder we use actual whole peanuts as well as a bit of uh cocoa nibs and then we use a candy making peanut butter extract in in bottling or in canning i should say Um, okay yeah it's they're they go over really well but sounds quite nutty it does yeah yeah we dig them that's uh peanut butter stouts are actually we Dabble in non-alcoholic beers out of curiosity uh-huh. to see what's available out there. And it's uh, yeah. the Bravis. Bravis does the yeah. peanut butter dark, peanut I butter think dark. they call it. Yep. The, that is actually, it's the one, Andrew, that for me is the closest that I've ever had where I wouldn't be able to tell it from an alcoholic beer. Right. right. Like if it was, because we I love athletic brewing. They have some really nice stuff. But if you blind taste me, yeah. regular beers across the same styles, I'm I will be able to pick out the athletic brew. Yeah. With yeah. this one across similar like low ABV stouts and that, I'm not sure that I would pick that one out as non-alcoholic. Oh, and because athletic tends to be 
more athletes, so it's lower calorie stuff. I yeah. mean, there's nothing for you've taken the alcohol out that takes body out. There's nothing to replace it with without adding calories. Bravis is like, we don't care about calories. Yeah, we're going to give you all the flavor and all the body, so you right. you don't even notice the alcohol is gone. I guess it's like up to like half a percent of alcohol or something like that is technically what non-alcoholic is. Point but not five en- ABV and still four hundred calories in a twelve ounce Ex- serving. So exactly those, right. right. So. Yeah, it's not enough that you would notice it, but still, yeah, it's it's awesome. But uh, you know what? We should uh, we should get into the the beers of the week. Beers of the week, always a good time talking about. What we're, Brian, you brought some treats. I did this week. I'm excited about, and we do want to thank our friends at the Nest for sponsoring this segment every week. Craft beer barbecue downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. Go by and check them out. As we mentioned, they they're involved with coffee as well, and they keep a nitro tap on there. Indeed. So if you're one, and they also make cocktails that involve their coffee there so craft beer barbecue coffee cocktails they should put that on the building andrew just beer barbecue <laughs> coffee i know no a sign guy no, no sleep. sleep i know a sign guy give me a call yeah, if you need no a sign guy does he travel <laughs> right but here this week we are going to drink i'm going to save the best for last or i hope it's going to be the best but right now we are into monday night's cosmic cabbage fantastic double ipa Last week, Brian, we drank Frygeist Abraxas. Yes. This I love that week. Beer. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Brian had to grab it. It was I don't, Andrew, I'll be honest. I not my <laughs> cup of tea, man. Not yeah. my cup of tea. But <laughs> this week, we have perennials Abraxas. Yeah. So we figured we'd go that way with it. We also have a little McKellar Beer Geek breakfast. And the one I'm looking forward to seeing how it's doing from Hair of the Dog R.I.P. We have a 2007 Adam. Batch number 71. So a 15-year-old hair of the dog, Adam, that we're going to crack into a little later. So it's going to be good stuff. Nate, are we out of time? You're staring. Nate is staring at me, which means we're going to take a break, and we will be right back with Beer Guys Radio. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room, or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap, with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Trout axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand. So if you missed the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on the Podcast Park and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to Good Measure Pub and Brewery. Andrew, I'm going to jump directly into a topic that that I love, is near and dear to my heart. And you, I believe, have a passion for table beers. Is we that do. right? Yeah. We, um, when we opened, so we opened our our brewery, uh, it'll be six years this December. Um, our first taste tasting list, our first tap list had four beers under 4% alcohol. And 
people came in and were like, what are you doing? We had a Berliner, yeah. we had a table saison, we had a, a small British bitter. Um, you know, we always try and have stuff in that range. Um, I think that the, the kind of the IPA IBU creep of, you know, eight years ago is now the alcohol creep and everyone's trying to see what they can push. And, you know, we do that higher stuff, but I try to balance it with some lower stuff as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see. We've talked about like the IBU wars. The I actually think Mickler had the one they called thousand IBUs. Yeah, I think they may have right the thousand IBU thing. But with table beers, I've had some that are stellar, and then I've had some that get to a point to where there's just nothing to them. Like they go too far with it. Have you found a magic? You mentioned lower than four percent. What's the lowest yeah. you've done and still been happy with the result? <laughs> we did a uh, a New England IPA that was two and a half percent alcohol that we called Pace Car. That okay. Um, we most of the staff drank it themselves because um, yeah. no nobody wanted it. Um, but we do uh, we do a table saison four um, percent. Uh, everything is conditioned, so we do a. Um, we do green bottles, traditional Belgian green bottles, and then we do draft as well, but the kegs are keg conditioned as well. Um, and then we do a series of single hop. We don't like the word session IPA because for me and my business partner, we're always like every beer is a session beer if you just want to drink a if bunch of If you do it right. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. So we call them table pale ales. So uh, they're called teeny. And so we've done Sabro single hopped. We've done uh citra sing or mosaic sing, sit, single hopped and we're about to do idaho gem um so yeah they're just i don't know there's something about going somewhere where you can have you know three four beers and walk out of there and not be destroyed we're know? going in a couple of weeks we'll, we will be at a beer festival called Le Bon, mm-hmm. held by our friends at good word brewing and it's uh table beers saisons farmhouse sales grisettes oysters and barbecue that sounds awesome. We'll have to connect you if you for next yeah. year. See if you can talk yeah, to yeah. those guys. For Seriously, it, and I've got to mention real quick them talking good work because we talk about table beers. That Todd, when they were opening the restaurant, said that one of his ideas was to do a very low table beer that they put out for you, kind of like a bottle of water or the the mm-hmm. wine in an Italian restaurant where each table had you know a, a, a some table beer there for you. And I'm like, I'm I'm here for this, but. So as our, a term, um, I was going to say our buddies at um, Hill Farmstead up here. I mean, everyone knows Hill Farmstead, sure, but right, sure. Um, he's recently been releasing Charlie, which is his table saison. It's one point seven percent, and wow. he does bottles. <laughs> but it's the whole point is that he's in the middle of nowhere, and he doesn't want people drinking a bunch of double IPAs and then figuring out how to get back to Burlington an hour right. and a half away. And so yeah. he allows you to have a bunch of the table saison. Um, 1.7 is really low. I don't know how he does it, but yeah. Do they have you had that one? I assume. Yeah. Yeah. How is it? Is there a character to it yeah, in that? Yeah. Okay. Because that's, that's I've had Jester King's Le Petit Prince. Yeah. And I had that one time and I, I'm like, I'm getting nothing here. But then I had it another time and I'm like, this is really good. I had the it's same very, experience with yeah, it. The first so, time I had it, and I think they were ahead of the curve on that. I was not yeah. ready for it, perhaps, or maybe it just wasn't good, but I get nothing. You know, yeah. it's like, was it yeah. 3.2% maybe or something like it's, that? Yeah, it's, it's low. down there. It's yeah. low. Right. But I'm down, you know, I'm, I'm too old now, Andrew, to chase ABV. You know, yeah. I just want a beer that I enjoy. We've got, we've got breweries here now that are really good with the loggers, you know, a lot of Pilsners and stuff, lower ABVs. 
like you said earlier, we use the same phrase, drinking beers. Yeah. You know, something that you can sit around and, and yeah. have a few. So a question I have, and I, perhaps some of our listeners will also have, when I've heard table beers, I've always thought about like Saison's lower ABV, but mm-hmm. I think from the what I'm gathering for the way you guys are talking, table beer really could be anything on a low, the lower side. I yeah, always kind of I mean, got a farmhousey feel for it, but maybe... It, it does. I mean, it has that. That's kind of the original term, but I think like we've kind of embraced it as a, you know, like something that you would, the original term, like you would sit around a table with a bunch of people having dinner and relaxing and chatting and could have a bunch of them and you're fine. You know, we, all the time we have, we have a 4.8% ESB on draft all the time. We've got our cream ale, which is 4.8%. We've got a Saison that's five. We've got, um, a porter that's 6.4, a little up there, but you know, we definitely play in that lower range. Um, so the one that's like a 4.8 and a five, would you, do you consider those table beers? We don't openly call them table beers, but I think for me, the table beer is kind of that like 4% and under, you know, we, we, okay. yeah. we push it with that. Um, we just call that like an ex- extra special bitter and then a season. Yeah. Um, I know you we know, have we there, we had a guy on social media for, for a long time that would yell at anybody who called anything about four percent a session beer. Oh yeah, gets <laughs> he was very angry about it. Well, that's I hadn't really thought about it till our conversation right now. But I think table beers are always kind of not intentionally, but thought of them playing in the threes. You the know, threes, right. three, three, a three, five, yeah, yeah. three, seven, and usually farmhousey, right? Like, yes, almost that, always. Exactly. Like, that's I would if someone said table beer to me. I'm going to, what's maybe? hitting me is a grisette, Saison, something like that, 33 to 3.6%. That's the mental image I get when someone says table beer. But I'm, I'm open, man. I'm flexible. No, yeah, I'm fine with the. Seasonally, uh, we put out a, um, we put on a 3.7%. We call it an American dry stout. It's like our version of Guinness, but it's 3.7. Okay. Um, and it flies. I mean, people love it. Um, maybe it's something about it being darker. They don't they don't even look at ABV. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Dark um, beer that's consumers, man, play that. I don't want to say playing consumers. That sounds bad, but really the consumers playing themselves, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, oh, this beer is X. I don't want that, you know? So yeah. but then they don't think about it because it's a style. Aside from like considerations about how am I getting home? Like you looking at the, looking at the ABV is irrelevant to me. Like if yeah. I'm not driving, I don't care what it is. I'll look yeah. at what the beer is, the description. And like, that sounds really good. I'll, I'll try that. And I've had stuff at, where I look later, I'm like, Whoa, what, how big is this? Yeah. Oh, this is 12%. I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't look at that before I ordered it. It just sounded good. So, well, that's, I've had very high ABV beers that I think the alcohol and the booziness adds to the overall character and makes that beer enjoyable for what it is. Yeah. I've also had some where I think that booziness detracts from it, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. not just because it's a high ABV beer and it would really depend on the style. Maybe 8% is high for some, but I've had again, black Tuesday, which we missed Brian. Yeah. We missed black Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, they've had that. I've had that one up to 19.2%. Didn't we have I a 20, a 20.2 20. or something 20 like that? that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And we've mentioned the Avery beer several times that that hit, you know, 17, 18 percent stuff like that, that that booziness is part of the beer and is phenomenal. So you've mentioned an ESB at least a couple of times that I've read about mm-hmm. you know how popular it is. Do you have a do you have a cask system, a beer engine, anything it's like funny, that for we, serving that? We're about to install. So we we have a um we have a beer engine that we bought that is from England that has a porcelain handle like very old school we're, we're about to install it and run the lines um 
right now it's on draft on both sides of our brewery and we can it as well. Uh, we, that's actually what we can this morning. Um, but it's, it, we mimicked it after like an, basically an export version of Coniston Bluebird Bitter. So it's all British ingredients, two malts, all challenger hops. It's, you know, it's, Sessionable. It's a British, <laughs> it British sounds session great. beer. And I bring it up just because we've got a, a, a store here, a, a bar that does has a cask bar in it. And I'm in love with the cask yeah. beers I have on yeah. there. The ones that are actually prepared for it, it's impressive. We'll have to talk about that more. It's a good topic, Brian, that I've got more questions on. You're listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be right back. The heat is on, and if you're looking for a beer to cool you down without slowing you down, Athletic Brewing has you covered with Athletic Light. It's certified organic with only 25 calories and 5 grams of carbs, and since it's non-alcoholic, you stay sharp and avoid the hangover. And you can feel good about the beer you drink and the company that brews it. Athletic Brewing is a certified B Corporation committed to social and environmental excellence. Use code BGR25 at athleticbrewing.com for 25% off your order. Athletic Light, the perfect summer crusher. It's great to see our community coming back to life. The cold weather is fading away, and it's time to enjoy the greatest patio in Kennesaw. Join us at The Nest and spend some time with family, have a beer with a neighbor, or simply celebrate the end of another day. Make a reservation at thenestkennesaw.com for Sunday brunch and enjoy an overloaded Bloody Mary. At The Nest, you'll find smiling faces, great barbecue, and 48 taps of local craft beverages. Don't forget, our outdoor space is perfect for your four-legged best friend. We look forward to seeing you soon at The Nest. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates wzus 100.9 fm in decatur illinois catch beer guys radio and wzus every saturday at 8 a.m wake up with us now let's get back to Good Measure Pub and Brewery. You can have a cup of coffee. That's right. You get you a fresh roasted cup of coffee, turn on Beer Guys Radio. It's a great way to start your or day. Or a coffee beer. Yes. We don't judge. Yeah, and we won't be there. All. So even if we did judge, we won't. We know. do judge. We just but won't be there. pictures. Yeah. We'll, ju- we'll judge we'll those. We'll judge the picture- yeah. pictures. Yeah. yeah. Tag us on social. Beer yeah. Guys Radio, Good Instagram. Stuff. We want to see it there. So, Andrew, tying into what we were talking about the last segment, we were starting to dive a little bit into Cascales. You mentioned your beer engine porcelain handle all the fancy stuff there uh we have brick store pub here that has a cask bar that always has a few on rotation i recently saw on one of the beer forums someone had created a map of all places beer bars that focused on at least three cascales across the u.s i need to look at this (laughs) i'm seeing a lot more about cascales is it or are they the next big thing in america it's the next it's the Next thing that's coming back for the third time. I would okay, say. fair enough. Fair fair enough. enough. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was a really big thing. It, it, like early 2000s, it was kind yeah. of like people exploring it. And then people kind of destroyed the idea of it by being like, oh, it's a vessel I can throw a bunch of stuff in. I'm going to throw like marshmallow peeps in my IPA. And, yeah. and I think there's a lot of other breweries now that are like, 
I want to do traditional stuff and bring it back, but it's a, it's a ton of work. I mean, it's trying to manage a cask program on top of actually doing carbonation and putting out regular kegs is it's a lot. Um, yeah. So and doing cask, you've got, you got to turn them over, you, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you don't have the, the sealed tank there with, with no. all of that and stuff. So you've got to make smaller, smaller batches, you know, in the cask, know that you're going to be able to turn these over. And uh, that would be tricky to manage with the American consumer, I think, right now, especially starting off until you kind of get. Right. There's, get a there's definitely some there. breweries I can think of East Coast that are doing that are doing it and doing it really well, but they're they created their breweries around that, and that's what people are going there to do or to drink. Um, yeah. So for us, it's like you know when when we when we do it, it will be it, it'll be more of a showcasing what that style of beer is like or was like i guess um and an education thing more than anything else it's it's a way of really highlighting some interesting flavor out of an existing beer do you if mm-hmm. you think you know this beer try it on cask it's a different animal on cask yeah. and Completely it different. might be even better that yeah. way i found that it has been actually better in some cases mm-hmm. yeah yeah i can totally well, see that there's i forget the gentleman's name now but we had a brew pub, I think it was like Falcon and Griffin or something like that was the name of it. Mark something or other. But apparently he did Cascals. You know, he did a lot of traditional English styles. And that was probably 15, 20 years ago. I'd have to I'd have to do my Googling to see. But then I remember we had Yes Face for a while. Oh, that that's you would right. see. Yeah. Never had a physical location, Andrew, but every now and then you'd see a cask or a keg pop up from <laughs> Yes Face Brewing. And I remember what are the what are the hops that have dill, lemon and dill? Sriracha Ace. Sriracha Ace. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. remember he did a pale ale with Sriracha Ace at our buddy Richard that had the craft beer factory. That's right. Because uh we have a uh buddy that's British mm-hmm. that uh owned a craft a craft a growler bar when those were cool here in Georgia. Yeah. And he put he'd put a cask on. And yeah. you know, that's he right. liked he always it. had a cask of something. He always had a weekly yeah. cask that he would do, and he got that pale ale with the Sriracha Ace there and it was stellar. You know, the the hops were very bright. You yeah. know, there wasn't there wasn't anything hiding it there. And uh do you um, do you have bars down there now that do casks on a regular basis? We have one bar brick store brick pub, store pub yep. which is one of we have it's is an the porter open again? Uh I I so haven't we, seen anything yet. About we used to name. always say the Porter and Brick store for beer bars mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Porter was under new ownership, closed for renovations, should reopen again soon. So Brickstore Pub is really our place. And they are our, our world-class beer bar. I think they've got a dedicated and three or four on a, three or a, four. a special cask bar. And yeah. they've done, I know they've had like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yep. You know, celebration. They'll do, they'll do celebration yep. on cask. Of course, local breweries do things with them uh, to keep some nice stuff on, but uh See, I think that everybody's. It would be so much easier if they they went the the pint of plain, a uh, pint of plain. Yeah, man. get yeah. get your a cask of foam and get you a cask of, of of still beer, and then you mix the two together. There you <laughs> that go. was fifty years ago, <laughs> Brian. Right. Fifty years ago, but uh, no, and in Ireland know, I'll, too. Yeah. I'll admit, I'm I'm not sold on the cask ales. I've tried some Love that them. I enjoyed. I've tried some I have enjoyed, but I know there are yeah. people that are passionate about them, and I haven't developed that level of passion. You, do you know the uh, the Nierax? Or have you heard of Nierax? So it's like the New England Real Ale Festival. 
Oh, okay. I have not. No, I have okay. not. So it's, it's outside of Boston. It happens every year. I don't think it's happened in the last couple because of COVID, but they literally take donations of casks for this festival okay. for a year. And then they have so many casks available that it's they're stacked three high on shelves behind the servers. And there's like 75 beers on cask at once. And people swear so by it. Oh but you got to imagine what that crowd looks like. You know, it's a lot of old old Brits that have moved over to England. And it's a lot of like older guys that are like, I only drink cask beer, you know? Crotchety guys yeah, complaining exactly. about carbonation. <laughs> Wait a second. Stuff. I'm an old guy. Yeah. I fit right in. <laughs> so, Andrew, along those lines, somewhat, I think we're a little different. We have ACAT, the Atlanta Cask L Tasting, which okay. I believe it's going into its... 16th year yeah it's i've lost track of the years but the kicker here is our friend owen ogletree hosted and owen's been doing owen hosts the classic city brew fest in athens georgia that's in its 20 something year yes that's the one that's 20 something a cat is 14 15 somewhere in there sounds about and right. owen also owns brewtopia events that does beer tours across the world beer tourism okay. and Italy recently, I think I saw where he was. Greece, Probably. Italy. He's done South Africa. He's yeah. In the UK all the time. Yeah. But he's a really all Cascal fan, and he hosts the Atlanta Cascal Tasting every year. I think it's coming up in February. And But the kicker there is we get a lot of those stouts that have peeps and bananas and, yeah. and Snickers and in stuff this. in yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Right. So there's a lot of those. It's not. Now, he does. I believe he actually goes through a lot of work to get a true cask of, like, old speckled hen. Yep, and mm -hmm. hobgoblin and stuff mm -hmm. like that over here. Oh, so God, you know, I haven't thought about those beers in forever. Yeah, right. So yeah. he gets some of the legit stuff, and some of the breweries make a big effort to do traditional stuff like that. As I well. think he's had representatives come over from the UK with yeah. their casks and talk about their beers, and it's been a little while since I've been to an ACAT because of obvious reasons, right? Uh, but I remember talking to some guys. Maybe it's an old speckled hen who's talking about his cask, and you know, and I've always liked. I've liked Old Speckle Head for a long time, but you know, aside from that, I'd never had it on cask. I just thought it was a good beer, you know. That's we ran into one time at a beer festival as a a younger dude, actually. I think he he was from the UK and he was he was three sheets, Andrew, when we ran into him. <laughs> and he's like leaning against a brick wall at a beer fest. Yeah. He starts talking to us. We can see, you know, he's got an accent. He's like, Yeah, I've only been here two weeks, you know, checking out American beer. I'm like, what do you think of it? He's like, it sucks. He's like, it's too gassy. I get too cold and too gassy. So I'm like, yeah, that's that's American beer for you. Man. I will tell you that cask stuff goes down so easy compared to our mm -hmm. beers. It really easy. does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all sessionable, Brian. That's Very right. Super beer. sessionable. Very sessionable. But I'm curious to see how much more that develops. You know, like I said, I've been seeing a lot more of it here. And uh, more and more Good places word. are starting to focus on it. Good work. Has started that. doing casks as well. Yeah. They usually have two, yeah. but every time I've been there, one of them has been sold out. Yeah. But uh, they have to. So I know a couple breweries that have a beer engine and they just, but they just kind of pull off a regular, a regular keg, you know, it's mm -hmm. not so, but uh, yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see how that develops and what we get out of it. I like it. I like it. And I hope it continues. I hope it grows, Tim. I hope so for you as well, Brian, yeah. to get more Cascal in there. It'll be good, man. I'm always open to new things. Old thing, everything old is new again. I think that say a lot of things. It's just interesting to try something that you know really well in that in that way. This is better. I love it just that. hits different. Yes, Tim. That's it what the just, kids say these days. Different. Well, you know what, y'all? We need to take another break. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We will be right back with more from Good Measure Pub and Brewery.
Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now, let's get back to Good Measure Pub and Brewery. Andrew, we have opened an old beer here. So, we talked about it in the first segment we have a hair of the dog, Adam, that 71, which Brian, I think you said was 2007. 2007. Is that right? And it just says it's, an, it's a hearty old world ale. And we know Alan Sprintz there at Hair of the Dog yep. did that. was He did his own thing. He did, he brewed a lot of those bigger old world beers. There. I know he did stuff like Adam beers or non-traditional things like, uh, yeah, he went his yeah. own way. If he, yeah. he decided he wanted to go, there were like quasi old ales or that, like yeah. I said, the Adam beer. So if now, he liked it, he made it. And this is way before people were making beers, anything like this. Right. Andrew, I dig vintage beers. If they, mm-hmm. you know, I've had some like the old, what was the, the Sam triple Bach? The Sam oh, Adams yeah, one. Triple Bach. I had like a 97 bottle that wasn't aged right. And when you touched it, the cork fell in I've and it a, tasted, yeah, yeah. tasted like ashtray and dirt, you know, yep. something like that just wasn't good. But I've had some others that, and I always use this phrase because she nailed it, Nancy Palmer, who was our Brewers Guild uh, director at the time and is now with the BA, she said it tastes like an old library in the best way. And I think she just <laughs> nailed it with that saying, these old vintage beers. But what are your thoughts on vintage ales? I used to drink a lot of old beer. Like we, I, you know, I was the seller, played the seller game and opened a lot of o- older stuff. Um, recently, the best thing that we had, come across was um we had this regular this this is going to be kind of elaborate story but we had this regular tony lubald who unfortunately we lost um last year uh he was one of the original brewers for catamount brewing which was the precursor to harpoon um in windsor vermont oh, he was okay, one of the right. original brewers and his shtick would be he would he would come in every friday drink two pints of esb be like good i'm done and then leave but every random friday he would come in with merchandise that he had from his basement from catamount you know like a flag or a poster or a whatever and every once in a while there'd be beers and every once in a while those beers would be full awesome um, and at one point he brought us a six pack of the first six pack off the line from catamount porter which wow. was the original american porter uh packaged in 1987 and wow was like, if you guys want to open this, that's fine. I'm not, I don't want to hold on to anything anymore. And so we kind of kept looking for a time to open it and we weren't really sure what was going to happen. And then our good buddy, Sean Lawson, that owns Lawson's Finest Liquids, stopped by and we told him that story and he was like, you want to open one? We're like, all right, sure, we'll open one. Yeah. (laughs) It was like a Tuesday, you know? Um, And surprisingly, so 87, we opened it, I think probably three years ago. So, um surprisingly was not terrible no soy sauce none of that like yeah, weird right weirdness um but i don't know if they were ahead of their time or anything but it is probably the oldest beer i've ever opened did you have any carbonation in it 
No, that's what I was going to say. Flat, but it was there. That you know, I think when people talk about chasing their white whales and that, probably old beers would be more up there than any of the new, Mm -hmm. the new hot stuff. You know, give me some of the vintage stuff. I'd love to. Yeah, uh, on Don Quixote. What is it? The eighty-seven. Like six thousand, four thousand, six thousand dollars. I think whatever. I think when he he brought that up and how it had it was actually hadn't gotten off and yeah exceeded expectations. I think about that dogwood. Yeah, that that we opened in studio and that was ninety six or something like that. Was that right or was it earlier than that? Eighty, eighty four, ninety four. I believe it was twenty years old. I don't remember when dog. So pseudo similar story, Andrew. We had a brewery here, Dogwood Brewing. Uh, uh, that was uh owned by um Crawford Moran. Oh yeah, owned yeah. by Crawford Moran, and due to some beer laws and stuff, he ended up taking that one out of business and then opened Five Seasons Brewing here. But it, I got a bottle of his from Dogwood, an old one, nearly tw- nearly twenty years old, I would say. But mm-hmm. we opened it. I think that may actually be the one that Nancy made that comment about. I believe it is. It, yes. Because we she opened that, that in 2017 to celebrate Georgia getting direct sales. And uh, we thought this was a good one to celebrate because Dogwood was kind of a victim of some of the old beer laws. Sure. Uh, yep. And you know what? Stellar. I Held mean, it was still really, stellar. It really wasn't well. Like I've had several kind of like you mentioned, Andrew, you're like, hey, it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Yeah. This one was just yeah. straight good. It was just yeah, a really nice awesome. beer. So. Which is always I, a lot I've of got fun. a buddy who's a brewer for um, Brick City Brewing in New Jersey, and um, he posted he was live posting pictures of a tasting probably last year, and he he opened the first beer they opened was like a 1950s bottle of Bass. So like, oh, <laughs> I'd love to you... try that, man. I'd love Find to try that. that. <laughs> yeah, I see these. I, yeah, I. <laughs> I love seeing. I, I love and I get jealous. Like you see these news stories where they find a shipwreck, and it's like <laughs> we found 36 bottles of. Of ale from 1850. I'm like, man, I really want one of those I would, bottles. I want it's also I really been at, you know, fr- near freezing temperature right? for that. Yeah, it's, it's cellared. It's Under pressure, cellared. dark, no cold. oxygen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I want I want to try one. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Hey, if there's yeah. any oceanographers are out there or shipwreck <laughs> treasure hunters. Fans of the show. Please yeah. give us a shout. That's right. We will yeah. do a special show just for you. Bring in the beer. We'll bring in other beers to. Uh, yeah. I don't know, compare or just whatever. Yeah, you know, like cheese and up. crackers, peanut butter. That's right. We'll got, we've got the that finest, covered. The finest artisan peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, some pastry peanut butters. We got you. We got you. So what do you think of this hair of the dog? I think it's pretty good. I will. I do say I, I wish it had a little more body to it. It seems like it's thinned a bit. It's a little light, yes. Uh, the flavor is pretty good. I can tell it's got age on it. And I will say that I've had beers of similar age from hair of the dog that I probably would have liked better. But this, But again, Andrew... Not bad. Impressive that this is, you know, 15-ish years old. Excellent experience mm-hmm. either way. I get a lot of fun stuff out of that. I get kind of a port, a, a mixture of kind of like a, a little tart raisiny port-ish with a little kind of a nougaty, maybe sherry-like quality. I like these, and I'm wondering if having had the Abraxas before this with the body and the cinnamon has kind of, okay. I don't even know where that bottle went. Uh, has has kind of diminished what this uh, how this would come across. I still think this is very good. I've got sherry and raisin. Yeah, uh, molasses maybe, perhaps. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does seem lighter in body than expected. And as as noted, there's just no carbonation. But right. it is 15 sure. years old, and I don't think it's needed for this. No. I'm not sure it would. Do, I'm not sure it would do anything. To I'm sure it wouldn't even need it to start. Yeah, right? you know and I'm, exactly. I was yeah. going to say, I'm not sure how much that would have had when it went in e- either. We like it might to, have had some, but we need to heat up our caramelizer 
and uh, and hit this one, man. So do we have enough left? That. I don't think we do. I don't know. We need just enough to to dip in there. The bottle's empty, so whatever's left in our glasses is what we have. So well, it won't definitely won't soften Fun. it up any yeah. because there's no real carbonation to release off of that. Well, Andrew, we've been talking about old beers here, but what's uh, what's new for you? What's coming up? Uh, yeah. So we we just did our first canning run today. Um, with a new partner um with our flagship which is our our cream ale we call riser um it's originally called early riser which is the name of uh this is the weird part it's the name of an heirloom abenaki corn that only grows in vermont so the dedication of the cream ale so yeah um but we just did our first big run today of that um yeah, we've got we're brewing a barley wine tomorrow for anniversary, which should be around January, December. It kind of changes depending on what the holiday schedule looks like. And this year's sixth um, anniversary, is that right? We did our sixth year anniversary. Cool. Yep. Very cool. And we did establish um, that was an English barley wine, I believe. It is yeah, an English cool. barley wine, yeah. Anything yeah. funny with it, or is it just a straight no, up barley wine? We do straight up. Um, but for that release, we'll be releasing so we can it too, which is kind of a fun thing. Um so we're we'll be releasing cans from last year and then we'll be bottling a version from last year that's been sitting since last year in a maple syrup bourbon barrel. Oh yes. Uh, All right. So yeah. Um and then yeah, other than that, we've got um, you know, we're we're doing a kind of a dark beer breakfast thing probably in January at some point. Um and then yeah, just trying to preach the gospel of low ABV or low ABV drinkable sessionable beers crushable drinkable sessionable table table beers tabley you know you mentioned the uh breakfast dark beers and that we and preaching the gospel so we have a brewery here reformation brewery which was uh founded by preachers actually and they do they i don't know if they did it last year i think with all the covid and stuff and that but a black friday pancake breakfast at like four or five a.m they yep, open up and crazy. serve stouts and pancakes or something like yep. that. If I were anywhere near one of them, I would definitely be all that. over that, right? At a certain point in my life, I would have still been up. I'm like, well, might as well go. That's have what breakfast. I was going to say. Coffee to stouts, That's back right. to coffee. Right. And just just, have skip, a good just time skip the night it. altogether. Yeah, so. good stuff. Awesome. Andrew, thank you so much for taking time. And for those that don't know, we had a little flip and a flop last week. So Andrew was nice enough to uh, schedule with us last minute and make time for us. So we yeah. greatly for appreciated me, that, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So. If folks want to find out where your brewery is or what's happening there, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, goodmeasurebrewing.com. Um, we've got an Instagram. We've got a Facebook. Um, we update at least every day. Um, yeah, kind of probably the best way to do us. Easy yeah. peasy, man. That works out. Yeah. Awesome, Andrew. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. You bet. That about wraps it up, Brian, for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Make sure to join us next week for more craft beer fun. Also, We're on the socials too, Brian. We are. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share some pictures. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you all have a great week. And don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.